Welcome to our next podcast on the subject of revival. I'm going to begin with a quote from a Christian writer called John Piper. He says this, The cost of food in the kingdom is hunger for the bread of heaven instead of the white bread of the world. He asks, do you want it? Are you hungry? Or are you satisfied with yourself and your television and your computer and your job and your family? And that's the starting place for me when we're thinking about revival, especially personal revival. Are you hungry? Well, a man that was is Isaiah. And we read in chapter 6, verses 1 to 6, of his circumstance. He wasn't quite in the crisis that we are today of the same shape, but it was a time of change, and the time of change was very important. And for us in our crisis, this is a time of change. It's a time when we need to hunger after God, as Isaiah did. Well, when he did hunger after God, he had this vision. And he saw God on his throne, high and lifted up. He saw the seraphim, the angels, worshipping him, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Isaiah, in his hunger, encountered a God who is holy. But he also encountered a God who wanted to give the fullness of who he is. We read that it says that the, the fullness of his train filled the temple that the whole earth is full of his glory. Actually, that's a technical term. It means his manifest presence with his covenant people. So this holy God filled the place with his manifest presence. That's why God wants us to be hungry for him. But when he comes in power, when he comes in that way, we read that the foundations of the thresholds shake at his voice. There is a shaking. Elsewhere, Haggai reiterates this. In chapter 2, verses 9, he says this. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory. You see, hunger is about desiring, and so we need to desire the hunger of the Lord. Haggai goes on, silver is mine and gold is mine. That's what the Lord declares. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. And in this place, I will grant peace. Emma Stark talks about this when she refers to it in her book, Freedom from Fear. She says, God is investing in shaking the earth and the heavens so that another, another level of glory may come to us. But let's be clear, this is not God in angry mode. This is not God in judgment mode either. This is God in glory shaking mode. God is never caught off guard like we are nor is he surprised when things happen to us. He always works with a plan. He always has a divine order. And she says, according to those verses I've just read from Haggai, that in God's cycle, shaking comes first. And that's what we see in Isaiah. So the Lord of hosts, 
who wants to reveal himself to us, who wants us to hunger after him, will do a shaking. Well, what does that look like? The response for Isaiah was this. He said, Woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. That shaking caused repentance. You know, we have a wonderful God. Because we read here that he didn't leave Isaiah in that state of woefulness. He sent a seraphim who took a burning coal from the altar and placed it on Isaiah's mouth. We see, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. But we only get that removal of guilt. We only get the atonement for our sin when we do our part in repentance. Isaiah said this so many other times in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1. We see this, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your, iniquity, your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. You see, Isaiah knew what it was meant for God to hear his repentance. And he is bringing challenge. Back to John Piper, he says spiritual revival, personal spiritual revival cannot take place in the absence of repentance. Revival follows repentance. God says, I am holy, dwell in a high and exalted place and I want to look down and see you in lowly spirit and contrite in your heart because of the sin you have committed against me. You know, the truth is, we often say we've repented, but there is some a deeper work of repentance that needs to happen within us. And in this time of shaking, we need to not be resistant. We need to let the Lord do that work of shaking us. It's the kindness of God to us because he wants us to know his manifest presence. And in this current crisis we're in that is driving us to want to, to cry out for revival, the shaking gets our attention, the crisis drives us to ask for God. So let the crisis drive you to do that. Hunger after him. Come to that place of repentance. And don't resist the shaking. Don't resist the call of God to repentance. David, King David, said this in Psalm 32. He said, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away, though my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Jesus' first words were repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In 2020 the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord is wanting to, to reveal his glory that this house would be greater than the glory before. Our part is to hunger, to hunger after him to come to that place of repentance.
Let's do that together. Let's not resist. Let's say, yes, Lord. Let's not be silent in the way that David was and instead do what David did. Speak, acknowledge and repent. Be blessed today as you do so.